0: Hello everybody, I'm Warren Smith, and I'd like to welcome you back to the Ministry Watch podcast. On today's program, a welcome back to the podcast, Amy McClintock. She's with the Strategic Resource Group, which is an organization that funds projects to reach unreached people groups in the Middle East and North Africa region, the so-called MENA region of the world. Amy is joined today by Al Fadi, who is helping to lead a Bible translation project that we've been talking about for a couple of years here at Ministry Watch. Now, if you haven't been listening to the podcast for very long, you may not know that more than two years ago, I started reporting on a new initiative by Strategic Resource Group that, if successful, could have a dramatic impact on the way we do Bible translation. They're using a so-called Translation Service Provider, or TSP, an organization that normally translates contracts, treaties, movie scripts, books, all manner of other material, but SRG is using these groups to translate the Bible. I first wrote about this process in August of 2021. But one aspect of this project that is different from those undertaken by traditional Bible translation organizations is the remarkable degree of transparency that SRG has shown to me in this process. Since this project began, I've been checking in with Amy every six months to get updates or to hear Lessons learned, And that's what we're doing today. And of course, today I talk with both Amy and Al Fadi. Al has taken over some of the leadership of this project. The very fact that Amy, Al, and SRG are allowing me to have these regular check ins and to ask some pretty tough questions is dramatically different from the way Bible translation organizations normally operate. It's an industry that is cloaked in secrecy and layers of bureaucracy. In fact, for the past three years or so, I've written more than 40 articles about Bible translation and the practices of that industry. And I'll have have links to some of those articles in today's show notes, and I encourage you to check them out. But until then, here's my interview with Alan Amy.
1: Well, Amy now welcome to the program. Both of you have been on the program before in different ways. Al, I, you and I did an interview a few months ago, and Amy, of course, you've been on with me several times now to talk about the uh, Bible translation projects. First time I've had the two of you together, so I'm grateful for your time. Thank you so much. And Amy, when we spoke back in, I believe it was June or July, um, it was the, I think, at that time, the the third check-in that I've done with you guys every six months to find out how these Bible translation projects were going. And at that time, back in June or July or whatever it was, you said that um, there was a very good chance that the Hijazi project would be finished by now. So let's start there. Are you or are you close?
2: We're close. Uh, we hit a little snag in <clears throat> 2023 with our translation service provider. Uh, and so because of that, we transferred the translation work to our review team. So Alfadi reworked his team. He always talks about having a deep bench, making sure we have enough people on the project that can trans transition into different roles if needed. So we made that switch and let some of his reviewers start translating and they've been doing an amazing job. Uh, But because of that little hiccup, it has slowed us down a little bit. As of right now, we're about 92% complete with the draft of the translation and do plan to have everything complete uh, by the end of this quarter. So that would be March 2024. Al can confirm or deny that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So three months, three months over time. Uh, what about over budget? Because originally we were talking about, I, I think, you know, one million dollars in three years to do a complete translation. I think when we spoke last time, you said that it probably wasn't going to take a million dollars, and you're going to use some of that money for distribution. Um, wh- where do you stand on that metric now?
2: Sure. And just to clarify the timing. So originally, I believe SRG was hoping to do this translation in 24 months. So we will actually still be doing it within three years. It'll probably be right around 36 months that we finish the full written and audio. And for the budget, it's looking at about $478,000. That includes the entire translation of the full Bible, the review, which is a community review, linguistic and theological reviews, and then also the audio recording.
1: Yeah. So Al, you've taken over this project. I, I, I want to hear, you know, kind of how that went and what you're doing. But also can can you guys speak to this question, which is, you know, one of the things that was kind of a real paradigm shift here was that you were using you were outsourcing it. You were you were taking it to a vendor and a translation service provider, a TSP. It sounds like you're having to pull it back in. Is that accurate? I mean, in, in other words, is this this process of using a TSP going to end up being kind of the paradigm shifting process that you were hoping it was going to be, or not?
3: It is, actually. Uh, I want to say it's a case-by-case, for sure. And really, it's not uh, to to the fault of the TSP provider themselves. They just struggle to find committed translators, at least in my region, uh, which makes sense, because when it comes to Saudi, it's really that difficult to find committed people who want to put the time and the effort And uh, so I I wasn't really envious of the situation uh, that the TSP was in. And we gave them a multiple chances to keep looking and keep looking. And the uh, samples they were sending to us to finish the job, it, it boiled down basically to the major profits and the minor profits. That's pretty much what, what was left. So they did finish a big chunk of the uh, scripture for sure. And unfortunately, the people that they found, the quality of work wasn't as high as before. And that's why we made a decision. And, and the TSP was really in full agreement with us. They They admitted that they don't wanna delay the process uh, to take over so that we're not slowing it much further. And to be honest with you, we are still within the three years range anyway, so it's not like we went over in any way in terms of time.
1: No, I was going to agree with you. That's absolutely right. And, and it seems to me that that even, um, I mean, what, you know, I've been covering, the, as you guys know, I've been covering the Bible translation world for, you know, probably four years pretty closely. And, you uh, you know, I'm hearing numbers from them or seeing numbers from them, tens of millions of dollars, ten to fifteen years to translate. You know, uh, the Bible. You guys are doing it for less than a million dollars in three years. Um, whether you you whether you are using a TSP or not is a real paradigm change. So my question is, uh, are you finding acceptance from the Bible translation? Uh, world, the, the the sort of the big organizations, Wycliffe Bible Translators, uh, the Seed Company, American Bible Society. You know, some of the you know E ten members, um, or are they are they embracing? Are they resisting? Or are they skeptical, curious, but watching? What's the what's the status at this point? I've asked, and Amy, you know, I've asked you this question every time we've been on, and I'm just honestly wondering if the answer's changing. I mean, is are things changing within that world?
2: I can speak to that and I'll certainly feel free to jump in because you've been in this world for a long time. Um, but I, I would like to say that everyone we've interacted with has been so accepting of us and given so much, they've just been so gracious in conversation and willing to hear and listen about what we're doing. We've begun to develop really great partnerships with Biblica. We're actually uh, co-funding a project with the seed company um, and there's so sort of a couple that you mentioned, and we have shared what we're doing with folks like uh, from Whitliff and, and other organizations. As it relates to the E10 world and E10 Innovation Lab, we have great partnerships and relationships with folks on those teams as well. In fact, um, E10 Innovation Lab is helping to lead a, a external review of our process, and they're using the Hijazi project to do that. So what we'd hope to do in this review is that the process is uh, viable and that it will work, then therefore it can be replicated across other projects. Um, and so we are so thankful for the people that have gone before us and the work that's being done and that are now accepting and wanting to hear what we're doing and wanting to learn. And they've been really open to learning about what we're doing.
3: Yeah. And I want to add to what Amy says, and I'm not going to mention specific uh, uh, organization because I know a person in that organization might be saying one thing and they're You know, uh, their supervisors might say another, but the impression I got is that they're excited. The fact that we are, as intended, of course, providing them with source materials that they would use for other projects as well.
1: Yeah. So uh, originally, uh, Amy, the strategic resource group, SRG, was going to translate. I I think the original plan was they were going to focus on 35 ish languages 30 what is that that is that the right number or close to the right number
2: I believe it was but it's now 34
1: okay 34 languages and um so how many of those are you going to be able to use translation service providers for how many of them are you going to be able to use maybe not a tsb but your new and improved process and uh so where do you stand on the larger picture and i don't exactly remember the time frame but but i i do recall that you were once you got hijazi kind of under your belt and two or three others started so that were kind of pilots that y'all were going to really ramp up the time frame so that within a very few years you were going to have most of the 35 at least started is that still are you still on track for that
2: We are. The original goal was to have all 34 completed, written and audio by the end of 2026. Um, This year will be really telling as to whether or not we're gonna be able to stay on track with that or if we need to extend it by a year or two. So currently out of the 34, five are complete. They were not completed by SRG and that's okay with us. As long as they're complete and ready to be distributed, we're happy and we can help distribute them. There are currently 18 underway Uh, The ones that SRG are doing through a a TSP would be Hijazi, Was, of course, and then Suraki, which is a language in Pakistan, and then Katifi, which is a Gulf Arabic dialect in Saudi. Also, we're looking right now to say, and we have a TSP that can do Sinani, which is a dialect in Yemen. We're just working with our ministry partner to understand if we want to use the TSP or if we're going to use their uh, local team there. And then we're also sampling uh, Southern Uzbek with a TSP. So it's not as simple as saying, oh, sure, the rest of the languages we can just do with a TSP. And we learned that pretty quickly simply because the dialects and languages are so unique. But what we have been able to do, as you mentioned, was translate the process or apply the process with our ministry partners. So the same process that a TSP is following, we've been able to do that with our ministry partners in other languages where we weren't able to find a TSP. Mm. For example, Al-Fadi is also leading a team in Najdi, which is another Saudi Arabian dialect. We originally had a TSP that we thought was going to work, but as we got into it, the quality was not good enough. And our team, his review team said, we could do this ourselves. So we've taken the same process and the same timeline and applied that to the ministry partner's work. So his team is now doing that, but following the same process and methodology as a TSP. We're also doing that with another dialect in Yemen with an indigenous local team that's working, again, following the same process and timeline as TSP.
3: Got it. Al, anything to add to that? No, I mean, just like Amy mentioned, um, uh, the use of the TSP uh, has really broaden our understanding of the process, open the door for creativity, and we are able to jump in immediately. Like in my case, uh, we didn't like stop everything uh, and uh, try to find another uh, TSP or a service provider, we were able to learn from the process, jump in, and keep uh, you know basically things moving. What I like about the Yemeni, of course, uh, uh, you know, side of it is that that was the first to use local team, and that also helped me begin to think along that way for the second language that I'm working on, which is the Nejdi. And sometimes we do a combination, a, a hybrid, basically approach. So we're really flexible when it comes to that. But the need to have a ministry partner. Is important for us, and the need to have natives also is important at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I remember when we spoke before, Amy, that you said I think there I think there were ten point eight million Hijazi speakers, and the ish, is that is that close to accurate? Am I in the ballpark?
3: You are. I mean, between eight to ten million.
1: Okay, and um, the. Um, the other languages, the, not, we're at 34 languages, so that's one. So there's the, the 33 others. Um, what's the total headcount there of people that speak those languages as a part as a language or a mother tongue? My recollection, it was north of 300 million. Is that accurate?
2: Yes, it's more than 300 million. It, it may be closer to 340 now with current numbers.
1: Okay. So- um, all things considered, you know, if the uh, Lord willing and in God's good providence, uh, shall we say, um by the end of 2026, we're going to see 34 language translations completed serving 340 million people. Is that still the plan?
2: That's our prayer. Yes.
1: And you feel like that uh little or nothing can deter you from that. I mean, obviously, you you know there there might be some slippage, but no um, major changes in that plan at this point. Anything, everything that you've learned up until now, as, you know, tempered reality a little bit, maybe caused you to, you know, add some number, you know, add some dollars here and subtract some dollars there. Uh, but in general, you think that plan is still doable?
2: That's our prayer. We hope so that, and like I said, this year we'll be telling though. So we have um, a big task ahead of us this year to start 10 languages Uh, and then one in 2025 to start. So I think by, uh, you know, end of Q2 this year, 2024, we will have a really good idea as to whether or not we need to adjust. But even if we need to adjust, we're talking about adjusting by, you know, one to two to three years. We don't want to add a ton of time on the the timeline. We do want to get them complete and finished. The other thing that's important, I think, in the timeline is that, The goal is to have the full Bible completed, written and audio in these 34 languages by the end of 2026. But we can be distributing completed scripture long before that. So, for example, in the Katifi dialect, which this project just started in October, the Gospels and Acts are complete. So now we're working with the ministry partner to record those, get them onto an app. And we've also uh, developed a partnership recently with Digital Bible Library and Uversion. So all of our translations soon. And hopefully on our next call, that's what we'll be sharing with you too, is that they're up there, they're on you version. So we're not going to wait until the full Bible or even a full New Testament is complete. So we are going to start getting this scripture out to impact those 340 million people long before we have the full Bibles. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. That did remind me, um, you know, one of the things that has been uh, a barrier um, to um, the free exchange of information has been copyrights. What? How are you guys handling that? Are y'all open sourcing this? Are you using Creative Commons or some version thereof um, on the work that y'all are doing or not?
2: We're learning a lot as we go, and I've actually recently just had conversations with a lawyer about what all of this means and what we need to do. But yes, we are going to license it through Creative Commons, and it will be available on the Digital Bible Library.
1: Very good. Well, listen, guys, I'm grateful that uh, you're willing to check in with me every six months. I mean, that's a level of transparency and accountability that I've not seen in the Bible translation world in the time that I've been... Covering it, I know you guys have been very sweet and um, very political and not criticizing some of your brethren and sister in the Bible translation world. But I can tell you that I'll say it because you won't. This is unusual. What you guys are doing is unusual. The level of openness is unusual. The uh, quantity and quality of work that you've been doing, that you've done in a very short period of time is unusual. So God bless you. Thank you for that. And um, yeah, any final words before we go? Al, I haven't let you talk very
3: much. No, not at all. I mean, I'm I'm glad Amy is here to speak to the most important parts of the question. But I can say, uh, I mean, I know we mentioned that the Hijazi uh, is going to be completed. One thing I know uh, by God's uh, grace is that it will be finished this year. In fact, uh, almost half of the New Testament has been recorded so it's ready for the app. And the app team is working on uploading these files. And the goal is that starting next month, we'll start working uh, on the Old Testament as well. So so we're definitely uh, focused on our uh, goal and uh, making sure we uh, are meeting our targets. And hopefully by next time we talk to you, we have other things that will be supplemental complementary to the Bible translation uh, side of things that we can share with you, of course, with Amy's permission. And if things are moving in that direction as well.
1: Well, I look forward to that. Thank you so much for uh, that invitation to do this again. And thanks for your time today. Amy, Al, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to Al Fadi and
0: Amy McClintock for, uh, being on today's program and for being transparent about the process that they are engaging in to translate the Bible in a, you know, fairly new way, at least new compared to the way traditional Bible translation organizations operate. We'll be checking in with them again in another six months or so to see what kind of progress they're making. I'd like to remind you that Ministry Watch is itself a donor-supported ministry. We take no money from the ministries that we cover. All of our content is free, no paywall. That means we couldn't do what we do without faithful donors like you. You guys are the real heroes of this enterprise. So if you'd like to join that heroic group by pitching in to make sure that Ministry Watch remains a viable endeavor, you can go to ministrywatch.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page. And if you donate during the month of February, which is just another day or two, we'll send you as our thank you a copy of a book called Handling Allegations in a Ministry, Responses and Investigations. That book is by an attorney, Teresa Sidebotham, who I've also had on the podcast in the past. It's a really excellent book, a tremendous resource for anybody that's involved in ministry leadership, whether that be a pastor, an elder, a deacon, or someone who is as a senior executive in a nonprofit organization. Just go to ministrywatch.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page. We'll send you that book as our thank you during the month of February. The producers for today's program are Rich Rosl and Jeff McIntosh. We get database technical and editorial support from Stephen DuBerry, Christina Darnell, Rod Pitzer, and Casey Suddeth. Until next time, may God bless you.